Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. What up, everybody? This is week 35? Six. Six? Mm-hmm. 36. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. That's a whole, whole lot. And today, we're actually coming to you not from Haley's house or my house. I know. We're in a super secret location. Yeah. With high ceilings. Yep. It's, yeah. So if our audio sounds different, that's why. Yeah, we are. <laughs> This actually, this is our first time on location. Yeah, we are on a location, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Which is, it's not the site of a murder, but no, you know, it's definitely not. We're it's hoping not that exciting. As COVID restrictions are letting up, we eventually can report yeah. from the site of a murder. That would be fun. That would be super fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we are this week going to take it back to the eighties. Um. Hello. <laughs> great decade yes yes definitely a great decade i was not around for it i was around for the vast majority of it very nice yeah very nice (laughs) yes so we are not going to be in just one particular location this week because we are talking about the redhead murders oh i'm curious if this is redheads who murder or actual the murder of redheads the second one Oh, yes. They were targeted. Yep. Okay. They were targeted. Uh-oh. So this is another one of those that, like, it's not a complete, like, they're not all connected. Okay. I mean, they are in a way, but they're not, and they've all been, like, lumped together in this group, but no one particular person has been, like, assigned to it. Was it they were just lumped together because the common denominator is that they were redheads? Redheads in the kind of the way they were found. So the way I'm going to kind of go through this is we're going to go through each one of the murders and then kind of let you guys make your own decision about if they're connected or not. Sounds good. But this is, like I said, the redhead murders. This is the story of 11 women who were found along major highways in the U.S. in West Virginia, Arkansas, Texas, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and Mississippi. So we're hitting the a lot of the Appalachian region here. <laughs> all, and all through the 1980s? All through the 1980s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So most of the victims were hitchhikers and prostitutes. And for many of the women, it was really hard to identify them because they weren't really able to find family members. So these are what a lot of times you'll hear them say, the perfect victim, because nobody was looking for them. They were quote unquote easy targets. They would get in vehicles with people. Right. And, you know, kind of outcasts of society weren't really looked for after. That's breaking my heart. I know it's real sad. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we like, haven't even started. I'm really, already really, really sad. Like, so the first woman was unidentified. She was a white woman who was found alongside Route 250 near Littleton in Wetzel County, West Virginia. Say that five times fast. 
Wetzel County, Wetzel County, Wetzel County, Wetzel County, Wetzel County, <laughs> West Virginia. Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> uh, so she was found on February 13th of 1983. She had auburn hair, so redhead. Darker red, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause of death is not 100% certain, but it appears that she was suffocated. Residents in the area reported seeing a white man around five foot six inches tall near the dump site. He was never identified. Hmm. I mean, it could have been anybody, though. Yeah, it really could have been. Yeah. Um, The next year, in 1984, 28-year-old Lisa Nichols was found along I-40 near West Memphis, Arkansas. She had been strangled to death. And it's believed that she had been hitchhiking and someone picked her up and killed her. She had strawberry blonde hair and was wearing only a sweater when she was found. So no bottoms. So did they check for sexual assault or did they assume because a lot of these were sex workers? I think the ones that they could check for, they did. But a lot of times these women were found pretty decomposed. So there wasn't a whole lot of physical evidence they could really go off of other than just the bodies. Okay. So, unfortunately. Yeah. On New Year's Day in 1985, Tina Marie McKinney Farmer. It's a lot of names. It's a lot of names. Her body was found off of Interstate 75 in Campbell County, Tennessee. And I feel like we've done a story from Campbell County before. Possibly. We hit up Tennessee a lot. Yeah, we do. Tennessee, y'all got a lot going on over there. Yeah. (laughs) We love you. Um, But yes, she was found in Campbell County. Uh, She had been found wrapped in a blanket. Her family had reported her missing shortly after Thanksgiving Day in 1984. Uh, She had bright red hair, and an autopsy determined that she had actually been strangled. Um, But she actually wasn't identified until 2018 through through fingerprint analysis actually which is crazy that it took that long for them to run her prints again three years Mm -hmm. it was quick math thank you that was really nice i was like i don't know (laughs) wow 33 years like can you imagine being the family wondering whatever happened and no was she so she had a family Mm -hmm. she had uh people who were actively looking for her um was she a prostitute? I didn't see anything that said she was. Um, okay. But this is also the 80s and people hitchhike all the time. Right. I mean, not as much as they did in the 70s, but like they're still hitchhiking all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I think that was probably, um, maybe that's what she was doing or, you know, maybe she was just picked up. I don't know. Um, let's see. Moving on to 1985. Two women were found in Campbell County, Tennessee. So we got a lot going on in Campbell County. Uh, They have not actually been identified. One of these women had short red hair, and the other was too decomposed for hair color to be determined. But both women were fully clothed, and it was not possible to determine their cause of death. But they, again, were found on the side of the road. So just to recap, we've got three women with red hair, well, that we know of, and... All in 1995, excuse me, 1985, in the same area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hmm. super weird. Um, Again, in 1985, um, we have another woman. This is March now, so this was earlier. So we're in March 1985. Linda, and I'm going to butcher this last name. I'm going to try really hard. 
Shacky? Shakaki? Sure. Shacky? I'm going to go with Shacky. I'm going to call her Linda. Uh, Linda That's was strangled better. with her own torn shirt and thrown out of a truck on I-40 in Knox County, Tennessee, which is not that far from Campbell County, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda had red hair. Linda survived the attack because she's a badass lady. And the police were able to report that trucker Jerry Leon Jones had been the one that attacked her. Okay. So they caught Jerry. She, yeah, she had told them like, hey, this is the guy, Jerry Leon Jones. He attacked me. How did she, like, did he just pick her up? Yeah. So she um, reported that she had met him at a club where she worked. And that night she went back to his hotel with him. He had pulled a gun on her and told her he was a narcotics officer with the Texas Rangers. Fun fact, he was not. And also, this is Tennessee. (laughs) Right. Like, why are you here? (laughs) He then abducted her and tried to kill her. And even though this attack was really similar to the others, John was eliminated as a suspect for the other murders because he had apparently solid alibis. Why? Was he murdering uh, elsewhere? Apparently, I guess. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I don't know what the alibi he was. He was rangering in Texas. Right, right. Yeah. But he had solid alibis, which, you know, kind of sucks because that means there are at least two psychos driving around strangling women. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, not great. So, unfortunately, the killings continued. On March 31st, The skeletonized body of yet another redhead woman was found along I-24 in Tennessee. The next month, two more redheaded women were found. On April 1st, Epsi Pilgrim was found in a white refrigerator left on the side of the road on Route 25 in Kentucky. Now, I don't know about you, but... Every time I drive down the road and I see, like, a trash bag on the side of the road, I'm like... A body in that. Yes. I figured you probably did the same thing. <laughs> you know, I try not to just outwardly say that, especially if I'm riding in a car with people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, that's probably a dead body. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spook them, but yes, right. that is like if you have you ever seen like a rug on the side of the yes. road? And I'm like, oh shit, there's or a like body even in a there. mattress. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's on top of that, like it's laying over a dead yeah, body. I'm like, like for I'm sure there's a sure. body there. Yeah, right. but then I don't want to be the one to stumble upon it. Like, no. I just want to keep on driving. Yep, I'm like, yep, I don't when I be... see that on the news later, I'm going to be like, I saw that. I see, I don't <laughs> want to be that woman on the news who's like, yeah, I saw the body. I saw it. I pulled over. I pulled I knew over. there was a dead body in there. I knew like, something was in that know? rug. I said, Leroy, <laughs> stop the car. I don't know anyone named Leroy, but. I do. Really? <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. You're a little bit country. I'm a little bit suburban. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Grew up in the yeah in the woods. We've talked about it. Leroy, give me a stick. Grew up in the woods. Yeah. Um. Yes. So, yeah, she was found in a refrigerator because I know if I saw a refrigerator on the side of the road, I would immediately think there's a dead body in there. Well, first of all. (laughs) For those of you who haven't been in the South, um. I know we say this like it's a normal thing, but like it's this not is, I mean, a normal thing. It's not a normal thing, but it also wouldn't shock me. You know, like I wouldn't right. be overly like shocked. I would be like, it would be that moment of there's a fridge on the side of the road. That's odd. Like it would strike me as odd, uh-huh. but it wouldn't 
it would kind of be like, oh, some hillbilly just threw it away. They didn't know yeah, this was a dumpling like, site. Somebody didn't know how to put their ratchet straps on correctly, and it just tumbled off. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think things like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, darn, it must be those ratchet straps. <laughs> I don't even know what those are. They're the ones that you, like, put around thing, and they have, like, the clicky. Oh, yeah. You, you should have explained it that way. Yeah. As opposed to giving it the real name. Because I'm giving, like, um, hand gestures here on, like, the clicky thing. <laughs> well, it's better than some hand gestures you've given me. Well, that's so, true. You know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Ipsy Pilgrim, found in the refrigerator. She had long red hair and had been suffocated. And she was actually identified in October of 2018 through a DNA match to her daughter. So they ran her DNA through one of those like genetic databases or something like that and found a match to her daughter and were able to identify her. So her daughter must have been fairly young when she was killed. Yeah, her daughter I think was like eight years old or something um she was actually from western north carolina really mm-hmm. so i want to dive into i want to do a whole case on her at some point definitely if i can find some more information i haven't got to look up a lot more about her but i want to see if there's any enough out there to do like a whole episode just on her you should but the other woman that was included with these two that were found this month um, was found in Greene County, Tennessee. Now, she had lighter hair with red highlights and was killed by blunt force trauma. So I don't think that this one really matches all the other ones, but she's been lumped in with the 11. Gotcha. She was actually identified in November of 2018 as Elizabeth Lamont from New Hampshire. And she was 17 when she was killed. And this is really sad because... This is like half the kids we worked with. Uh, she had been living in a group home and had been what they called furloughed, which is like, I think, you know, she had... She was on like a vacation, like had time away. Yeah, kind of, or like had aged out of that particular program mm. or was told like maybe it's like an independent living type situation where she could come and go as she wanted or whatever, but... When she was, you know, told, okay, you can't stay here anymore, she didn't return to her family. So everybody kind of just assumed, you know, she ran away. In reality, she was, had been killed. But they didn't know for, again, 33 years. Yeah, they didn't know. And seeing as all, a lot of these cases um, were opened up again and looked at and DNA was tested and fingerprints were tested Mm -hmm. 33 years later. Um, Was there a cold case unit specifically for these murders or was it just a general, um, we're just testing cold case kind of things? I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. Um, And we'll get into kind of why some of these were linked together here in a little bit. Um, But I think also they you know, all these individual counties because they're not all from the same place. We're probably running all their stuff again when we got new technology. Um, And thankfully, you know, these women were identified. for these families. Mm -hmm. I think that would be hard to be um, the daughter of the lady in the fridge to then get that because I think you would always be hoping, like, maybe maybe they're out there. Maybe, you know, you want to think that Lifetime movie, like, maybe they lost their memory and one day they'll remember and come back and that's what it is, you know. Hmm. Unfortunately, it was not. Um, That same month, um, you know, that Elizabeth Lamont was found, um, this was, like, the last two bodies 
that were involved in this case. Officers from the states that had bodies of these redheaded women, they all came together and asked the FBI to look into cases to see if they were connected because they couldn't really put it together themselves. They're like, let's call in some experts, have them look at it and see if there's a connection. On April 24th of 1985, the representatives from the states met with the FBI for a six-hour summit in Tennessee to determine if the murders were related. The results were inconclusive. So not a yes and not a no. A maybe. I would feel like here you've done all this work and you're coming to the summit and you think, yeah, we're going to put our heads together, this is going to happen. And then you come away basically empty-handed. I mean, mm-hmm. that would be so frustrating. Yeah. Um, the deputy director for the TBI, which is the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, mm-hmm. said that while there are some similarities in the case, there's also a great number of dissimilarities. He also stated that only three of the victims had been true redheads. The other victims had more strawberry blonde hair or that darker you know, auburn right. red color hair um which to me doesn't really mean they are connected um but it also doesn't mean they aren't i mean they aren't connected. i mean it wasn't like the killer said you know hey you a natural redhead i know like right? i mean who check who checks for that right, I, mean, right. I don't know Yeah. Um, They also said that some of the victims had been found naked while others had their clothes. Some had been sexually assaulted and some had not. Which, you know, that is a pretty big signature there. Right. Like, usually, you know, people who sexually assault, they don't, you know, deviate from that. That's, like, part of their their thing. So I get why that was a a thing. But it, you know... Things that are common is the fact that a lot of these murders took place within a span of two years. Right. And uh, especially in the Tennessee area, a lot of these all happened in 1985 within a span of weeks because Mm -hmm. that one we were talking around New Year's. Yeah. And, you know, all the way to April. Yeah. So that's a lot of murders in a very similar area in the same amount of time. So I'm not making any, you know accusations here but i do want to say like it it makes sense that at least the tennessee ones would be the same killer yep and we're going to get into that here in a minute too okay um there have been several other deaths that were also linked you know to the redhead murders uh one that came out later um that they've classified you know as part of this grouping as well happened in february of 1985 so like right before the summit happened um and a body was found alongside route 78 in desoto county mississippi this woman had been strangled to death like the others and she had strawberry blonde hair so they've linked her in there with the 11 as well um yeah i want to go back to jerry leon jones okay. who was the one that um he strangled Linda, and you know, she got away and all that. Um, the circumstances of Tina Farmer's attack, who we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. were very similar to that of Linda's, who had survived. Farmer had been strangled with her own shirt as well, and the knot in her shirt was very similar to the one in Linda's shirt. Hmm. Once Johns was arrested for Linda's attack... He was questioned by authorities about 
20 other unsolved killings across Tennessee, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Alabama, Texas, and Mississippi. Holy cow. So they're trying to link him to anything and everything so they can. I, was he just nomadic? Was he a truck driver? Like, why was he in all these states? I think he was a truck driver. Okay. Nothing I read really ever said, like, exactly what he did. But I think he was a trucker. Okay. Or, like, had a job that, you know... He, he had to travel. He traveled a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Johns was very, very intelligent. He was very smart. He had taken courses in criminal justice, and he told investigators that he was very interested in the psychology of serial killers. When he went to trial, the jury found Johns guilty of aggravated kidnapping and assault with intent to murder in 1987. So this was Linda's attack. Gotcha. He died in prison serving a 73-year term. When did he pass away? I don't know. But he's dead. Because I always look at it as, mm-hmm. you know, did they was there some kind of justice served or did he go in there and die eight months later? He was in there for a while, um, from what I, I recall. Okay, he served, you know, quite a bit. But they time. never charged him with these other murders. They did not. However, in 2016, Tennessee Bureau of Investigations um, Special Agent Brandon Elkins resubmitted evidence for modern-day DNA testing on the um, other women who were murdered in Campbell County. The new testing found semen on the blanket that Tina Farmer was wrapped in. And bingo, it was a match to John's. Oh my gosh. In December of 2019, uh, they convened a grand jury in Campbell County. And that grand jury found that if John's were still alive, he would have been indicted on first degree murder charges and Farmer's death. So we've linked Linda and Farmer to John's, but they never did link him to any of the other murders. Because they just didn't have the DNA. They didn't have the DNA. They didn't have the evidence. They couldn't real. They could place him in all of these places, but couldn't get a timeline. He's dead now, so right. it's kind of like, what's the point? I don't know. I still feel like for the family, there was a point. Oh yeah, I you want know, answers. For, but I can imagine if they've got you know fifty other cases they're working on sure. that aren't solved, and they're like, well, I mean, these are probably all this guy, and but then what if it's not that guy? true i mean but it does seem interesting that okay so was he picked up uh for linda's Mm -hmm. right after so yeah he was picked up pretty quick right after hers if there were these murders after this happened it couldn't be him right they're thinking everything i've read so they're thinking the ones that happened in campbell county there were those three Mm -hmm. that happened there Mm -hmm. um that all in 1985. All, yep, those were all connected to him. So I believe it was it was Linda and it was Tina. And then there's the other two that were found in Campbell County. So there's four. But Linda was in... Was she, she was in Knox County. Knox County. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, it makes sense that everybody in Tennessee could be yeah. from him yep but i don't know about some of these others i don't know either i mean he was in all those places but like i said they can't place him there at the time and there's always copycat 
Well, and also these women were found, you know, months later. Yeah. And some of them were too decomposed to even have a, you know, an accurate autopsy. He was interested in serial killers. I mean, it could be that he heard about this on the news and he Mm -hmm. was like, oh, that's interesting. And thought, you know, there's always these guys who want to take on the fame and notoriety. And Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? I can make it look like it was them. I don't know. I don't know either, and nobody else does, because all these cases are still, besides those two, are still open. So he went to his grave uh, because, I mean, he never confessed to Tina's. No, he never confessed to Tina's, um, so he very well could have done a lot more. Wow. And, you know, maybe it was just a coincidence that these were redheads and there were others that he killed that, you know, haven't been linked in here. Could be. I mean, maybe it was a thing of young women. Yeah. It could have just been but a it is thing. ironic that all of them had red hair. It is. And because we know red hair is not common. Like, it's not. You just don't see that. Like, when you see a redhead, you're like, oh, I do. I'm like, oh, she's redheaded. You know? Like, it's something you notice. Right. Yeah. I think we said in our last episode, I have red hair. I, I have a very hard time hiding. <laughs> from yes. Me. Like, you know, when you're in, like, a bar, you're in a restaurant or something and somebody like comes in that you know that you don't really want to like talk to or whatever I kind of like put my head down and I was with out with a friend one time and he looked at me he said you realize you can't hide yeah it's not like there's no camo or anything yeah I guess you're right you know what you could hide in fridge on the side of the road this is true I could just hop right on in there I meant to go burr not sound like a cat not purr (laughs) Burr. What a nightmare, though, to be discovered in a fridge. Yeah. Well, and makes me very happy that um, I, I'm blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really don't stand out that much. Blondes so. are more common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brunettes, blondes. Yeah. I mean, I think you know when you're describing someone. Um, in my mind, when somebody says, "Oh, he, she was brunette." You know, five six. She had a mole. Like I think mole. Like that's what I hear. I don't hear as much. She's a brunette because uh-huh. it's so... a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, but when I hear she had red hair, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, she had red hair. Like it just makes me. That's yeah. what I think of more. Yeah. Anyway. But that's it. That's my story for the I'm, week. I'm hopeful that um, somehow, some way, they'll be able to find who did this because mm-hmm. I, no matter what, I mean, even if they didn't have family looking for them or actively looking, they were somebody's child. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have hope that they'll be able to, to find them. I hope so too. I mean, I don't want answers. anyone to have died, you know, without being able to find their killer. I think that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we just, we just saw that, you know, several of these women were identified later yeah. So I think it's still a possibility. If someone came up to you and said, I am a narcotics officer from the Texas Rangers, what would you say? Go home, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> I like that t shirt, redheaded woman. I've been like, yeah, you have a nice day. He's like, what do you think of a mana refrigerators? <laughs> that's terrible terrible. no no i mean as covid is like you know chilling out a little bit and we're getting vaccinated i went out to um a bar with some friends and it was just pandemonium of like 
crazy, creepy guys that had been like locked in their houses forever and now are out and about and think they can get away with crap. And it was just a not today. That's what I think. I think that now that people are being let out of their homes, it's almost like they're let out of prison or something and they're going to come and reoffend. I don't know. It just, it's just going to be chaotic. Animalistic. Yeah. It's going to be bananas. So I guess that's just more fuel for our podcast. I I think it might be, and it might be me that's, murdered let's hope i don't I hope no not. i can't have you murdered because again i mm. can't do this on my own we all know that i had an incident i'm like we're just diving in here i had an incident um outside my dance studio the other day i was going in it was still light outside but i was going into class and i saw this guy like walking around in the parking lot with a stick like a big <laughs> stick and he was clearly like strung out on something and i was like oh man but i was like i could take this guy if i really had to but I just kind of mind my own business. And like, we made awkward eye contact and I was like, cool. So I went into the building and told the lady there that was like checking us in. I was like, just so you're aware, there is a guy in the parking lot with a large stick. We might want to lock the door. Um, I think, I mean, he's probably fine. Like I'm not that worried about it, but just in case, you know, he tries to come in or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and he was, he was fine. I mean, he did like come up to the door a couple of times, but he was very like not with it. And I was like, sir, do you need assistance? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and then he got in a car and left, but I mean, it's just like crazy oh, stuff good. like that. No, somebody picked him up. Okay. Good. He was a passenger. Okay. Cause I was like, Oh God, someone will die if he's yes. driving. Yes. Um, no, he was passenger. Okay. But yeah, it was just like a whole thing. So yeah, I think people are about to lose their minds. I think so. I think bit. so. But I mean, we know from history uh, that anybody can just walk in off the street and you know yeah. cause a ruckus. We yeah. had that at work. Yeah, we've we've been through several instances yes. with we've, just chaos. We've mentioned that I think in the past, but it is true. Um, yeah, you know, we had a lady who came in. <laughs> we we've never really told this story. We I'll haven't. Tell it quick. Uh, we were, it was a nighttime training, um, and I wasn't actually facilitating. I was actually getting ready to go home, mm-hmm. um, but there was a lot of uh, folks there, and I was talking to them, and you were there. Mm-hmm. I think you were facilitating. I was teaching, okay. yeah. Um, and this lady walks in, and she is absolutely in a panic, you know, like out of breath, and she goes, please, please, someone's hurt in the parking lot. You know, he's hurt, hurt, you know, and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, and all of us, used to being in crisis situations and having CPR training and you know we all like ready ready. to stand up and like help this person we're going to save a life today and she says please does someone have a cell phone on I don't have a cell phone we're like oh yeah what you know we're gonna call 911 and she says please please call animal control and we took a beat and we were like what and she said, there's a squirrel out there and he is dying, please. And I, I had to put my head down because I started laughing hysterically. Like yeah. I couldn't stop. And I actually looked at one of our friends and we, she and I made eye contact and we started laughing and I couldn't look at her from that point on because I would just start laughing. Um, and then fortunately Haley went outside yeah, I got volunteered as tribute there and went outside yeah. and um, 
she had left. I mean, the lady had just because we we didn't go outside at first. Cause she we're was late. mad at us. Yeah, for she sure. was really upset that we wouldn't call animal control for and a that squirrel. we wouldn't do anything. And I was like, ma'am, I, I like I said, I grew up in the woods. It's a squirrel. I'm sorry. There's not a darn thing I can I mean, do about active, it. She wanted us to give it mouth to mouth. Yeah, I think she really thought she we could give it CPR. I, and think I was she like, I don't we think that's going to happen. Yeah, it did not happen. Squirrel is very dead. But I come out in the parking lot and I meet another person coming into training and we walk over to where she has built this shrine to the squirrel. There's like a bucket involved, like wood, rocks, and we had to tear the shrine down, which felt a little sacrilegious, if I'm being honest. We tear the shrine down. The other participant in the class grabs the squirrel by the tail and trucks it into the bushes (laughs) And then I went on and we taught, you know, crisis management that night. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know. So what we're saying by this long-winded story is that craziness happens everywhere. <laughs> you never know who's going to walk Just in the door. Just watch your back. Lock your doors. Yeah. You know, don't. Crazy walks among us. It does. Don't leave your doors unlocked. Right. This has been and your And they PSA. also don't know they're crazy. They don't. That's the problem. They don't. But, so. you know, she really cared about that squirrel and I give her, you know. I commend her for that. Right. Yeah. And she was batshit crazy. Oh, she was definitely. It was obvious. And it oh, wasn't, yeah. she, you could tell she wasn't on drugs. It, she just obviously really was all about the animals. She was, which I'm like, you know what? It was sweet. Yeah, you didn't cause did. anyone harm, so I like no. that. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't there to hurt us, which was good. But I think from that point on, we locked and the we door. Ha- we started locking the door. <laughs> Yeah, locking the yeah. door. Like once everybody came in and we were teaching mm-hmm. and we were getting that going, we locked that door because you just never know. So lock the doors. everybody. You don't know, you know, who's gonna want you to save a squirrel's life. Yeah, and now that you know COVID's letting us all get out and about again, it may get a little bit more wild. True story. Yeah. This has been your PSA. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Well, Haley, um, this has been fun, and I hope you're going to be safe being a redhead out there. I'm going to try my best. Okay, good. Um, do you have a shout-out for this time? Because, you know, we like to give shout-outs to some of our listeners, which, by the way, um, we have seen such an increase in listeners here lately, um, and we just want to give you guys a huge thank you because we are loving the love and support, and we would also love to hear your feedback. So if you would like to, um, you know, email us or even message us on social media, we would be mighty grateful. Haley, how do they go about letting us know while you're thinking about your shout out? Yeah, so they can send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia, or you can find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. Hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> and I did find um, a shout out location for this week. As I lie about that. She, I totally caught her off guard when I said that. She too. did. I'm just like really she trying to hard. Grab her phone. Well, I got really excited. Okay, I was going to do, <laughs> and I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Hugh, Ohio. Uh, You guys listened to our last episode, which we are very grateful for, and also had a listener from Ireland in our last episode. So, way to go, Ireland. I love Ireland. Me too. I have a good friend who is over there right now studying, getting her master's in like Irish folk dance or something like that, which is so freaking cool. So, Kelsey, if you're listening, like, keep being a badass. If you're listening. 
I'm jealous that you're in Ireland. I would love to go there, see you dance a little bit. She is just like the coolest, <laughs> the coolest. She has to be. That would yeah. be amazing. So she's just like doing the thing over there, like moved in the middle of a pandemic. Mind you, like moved across the world and just was like, I'm going to do She's it. killing it. Like killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Graduated from, I'm like telling Kelsey's whole life story. Uh, graduated from Chapel Hill. Crazy smart. Super cool. I think she listens. Kelsey. If it's not and it you, may be her. If yeah. it is you, then thank you so much. If thank it's not, Kelsey. let us know, Ireland. Exactly. Who you are if you're not Kelsey. Yes. <laughs> We'd love to come visit. Ireland's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, we'll come we can make that happen. We can once you know we make money on this thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it, but it all starts with you guys. It all so, does. So you encourage know. your friends. Encourage to your friends. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, <sighs> well, we are gonna sign off from our uh, new location. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we can record here um, again yeah, soon. Yeah, this was very lovely. I enjoyed. There's no animals here. No, no children. No children. No here. Uh, toys that make noise. Right. Um, the traffic's been at a minimum outside. Yeah. So no airplanes. That's nice. Yeah. 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 It's we'll a win-win. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.